CQ, 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 calling all radio amateurs and shortwave listeners. This is GB2RS, the news broadcasting service of the Radio Society of Great Britain. It's read to you by G4NJH in Nottingham. Web references in the script can be found either on the RSGB website or attached to the podcast at gb2rs.podbean.com. This is GB2RS News for Sunday the 10th of December 2023. Here are the main news headlines. 23SEM's recommendation approved at WRC 23. RSGB Examinations Standard Committee report published. RSGB election process begins. The third week of the WRC 23 World Radio Communications Conference has seen the approval of a new footnote to the 23SEMS amateur band at 1240 to 1300 MHz under Agenda Item 9.1b. This draws attention to the recently released ITU R Recommendation 2164 that provides guidance to avoid interference to radio navigation satellite services, or RNSS, such as Galileo. This is a major landmark after four years of hard work, which started after WRC 19 and now lays out the basis for guidance and next steps. IARU President Tim Ellam, VE6SH, said that in addition to uh, that the addition of a footnote provides guidance to administrations in the event of interference to the RNSS is a good regulatory outcome for amateurs and the primary users of the band. You can find more about this story at tinyurl.com forward slash rec RNSS. The IARU team continues its work on other WRC issues, including the development of agendas for future conferences. The RSGB Special Focus page provides regular updates and additional details, and you can find that on the RSGB pages at WRC-23. The RSGB Examination Standards Committee has published its annual report covering the operation of the amateur radio exams during the calendar year of 2022. You can read the report on the RSGB website. And click on click on Minutes, Papers and Reports on the right-hand list. If you're keen to see amateur radio and the RSGB continue to thrive over the coming years, this is the time to volunteer for an RSGB board or regional team role. This year the Society is looking for one elected board director, two nominated board directors and eight regional representatives. You can find the candidate packs, forms and further details on the Society's website under Election. If you're interested but unsure, please read the information set out in the elections webpage first and then have an informal chat with the RSGB company secretary. Email Stephen Purser, GW4SHF, at company.secretary at rsgb.org.uk. The RSGB board is delighted to announce that Bob Beeb, GU4YOX, has been appointed as the new nominations committee chairman. The board would like to thank Stephen Purser, GW4SHF, for his work in this role over a number of years, and it's pleased that he will continue in this other role as company secretary. You can find more about the nominations committee on the RSGB website, and you can email bob via nominations.chair at rsgb.org.uk. Don't forget the last of the RSGB's Tonight at 8 webinars for 2023 is at 8pm tomorrow 
Monday the 11th of December it focuses on amateur radio construction and the RSGB construction competition. Jenny Curtis, M7JNY, Colin Murray, GM4EAU and David Law, G0LBK will talk about the projects they worked on and why they decided to submit them to the RSGB construction competition in recent years. Watch live on the RSGB YouTube channel or special BATC channel and ask questions via the live chat. To find out more, go to the RSGB website under Webinars. EIRSAT1 launched, EIRSAT1 launched on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from the Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, USA at 1819 UTC on Friday the 1st of December. AirSat stands for Educational Irish Research Satellite. A team of students at University College Dublin, with support from academic and professional staff, has designed, built, tested and will operate Ireland's first satellite, a 2U CubeSat. It has a downlink on the IARU coordinated frequency of 437.100 MHz. More information about the project, visit AirSat, that's E-I-R-S-A-E. Figure1.ie. The UK six metre group winter marathon is underway. The objective is to work as many four digit grid squares as possible between 000 UTC on the 1st of December 2023 and 2359 UTC on the 31st of January 2024 on the six metre band. Logs can be submitted until the 12th of February next year. For more information, visit UKSMG.org. It's now the second week of Youngsters on the Air Month. Special call sign GB23 Yota has already been operated by a range of schools, universities and radio societies. The RSGB National Radio Centre is active today, Sunday the 10th of December, using GB23 Yota between 9am and 5pm. On Monday the 11th, Hilderston Radio Society will be on the air with St Peter in Thanet School in Kent between 12pm and 6pm. Malig High School will be hosting the special call sign for the second time this month between 12pm and 3pm on Thursday the 14th of December. Tommy, M70MY, who's involved with Youngsters on the Air Month in 2022, is back again this year and he'll be operating GB2, uh, GB23 Yota, supervised by M0BOY, for the whole of Saturday the 16th of December. Remember to listen out for all these youngsters on the air and help make them feel welcome to the world of amateur radio. If you'd like to get involved and operate GB23 Yota, there's still time. Email jamie m0sdv at yota.month at rsgb.org.uk, registering your interest or asking for further information. Details of rallies and event, the Sparkford Wireless Group Tabletop Rally in aid of the RAIBC will take place on Thursday the 28th of December from 9.30am to 1pm. The event will be held at Davis Hall, Howell Hill West Camel near Yeovil in Somerset, BA227 QX. Entry is £3, free parking and refreshments will be available. More information from Bob at wjh069 at gmail.com. The Lincoln Shortwave Club Winter Radio Rally takes place on Thursday the 28th of January 
at the Festival Hall Caster Road Market Raisin, LN83HT. Doors open 9am, £2 to get in. Ample free car parking and hot refreshment available. Tables £10 each. After 2pm, after the rally, there'll be the usual equipment auction. Items for the auction will be booked in from 1pm. Contact Steve, M5ZZZ, for bookings and information via M5ZZZ at Outlook.com or 07777-699-069. Special events, Thursday the 14th of December from 1700 UTC. Lots of special events stationed from the Netherlands on the air. The call signs in use will follow the format PA01MIL, with each station having a unique combination of numbers in the call sign. The operators will be arranged into teams, each team containing two military personnel and one amateur. The stations will work on the HF bands using SSB, and the objective of the event is to promote amateur radio, so please give them a call. Special call sign SX25GTC is in use until the 15th of December, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the formation of the Greek Telegrapher Club. Telegraphy Club. Listen for CW activity on the 160 to 6 meter bands. QSL via logbook of the world CQRZ.com for information about certificates that are available. DX News, Burkhart, TL3KZA is active as YB9 stroke call sign from Lombok Island, that's OC150, until the 18th of December, QSL Home Call Director Bureau. The, V6, sorry, the V6EU team is active from Chuck Island, OC011 in Micronesia, until the 16th of December. The team will operate on 160 to 10 metre bands. Using SSBCW RITI and FT8, QSL via DL2AWG. Contest News Tuesday the 12th, 432 Megs FM Activity Contest runs from 1900 to 1955 UTC using FM 70SEMS band. The exchanges signal report serial number and locator. Tuesday the 12th, the 432 Megs UK Activity Contest runs from 2000 to 2230 UTC using all modes on the 70SEMS band. The exchange of signal report serial number and locator. The ARRL 10 meter contest started at 000 UTC yesterday, Saturday the 9th, and ends at 2359 UTC today the 10th. Using CW and phone on the 10 meter band, the exchange of signal report and serial number. American, Canadian, and Mexican stations also send their state or province code. Wednesday the 13th, 432 Megs FT8 Activity 4 hour contest. Runs from 1700 to 2100 UTC, FT8 on the 70 M's band, the exchanges report and four character locator, and also Wednesday the 13th, the 432 MEGS FT8 activity two hour contest runs from 1900 to 2100 UTC, FT8 on the 70 M's band, the exchanges report and four character locator. Stations entering the four hour contest can also enter the two hour contest. On Thursday the 14th, 50 MEGS. Um, figure, uh, I'm sorry, I'll say that again. On Thursday the 14th, the 50 Megs UK Activity Contest runs from 2000 to 2230 UTC. All modes on the 6 metre band, the exchange of signal report, serial number and locator. And the Stu Perry Top Band Challenge runs from 1500 UTC on Saturday the 16th to 1500 UTC on the Sunday the 17th of December. CW on the top, on top band, the exchange is your four-character locator. 
Now for radio, the radio propagation report compiled by G0KYA, G3YLA and G4BAO that they write. We dodged a bullet last week as a high-speed solar wind stream from a coronal hull sped past the Earth. Although the wind speed was often in excess of 600 kilometres per second, its BZ, or magnetic field, was pointing north. The net result was that most of this passed harmlessly away from the Earth and the KP index remained at about 3. Meanwhile, the solar flux index declined to 130 by Thursday, which is quite a difference from 194 that we had on the 23rd of November. Solar activity last week reached moderate levels thanks to multiple low-level M-class solar flares detected around the active region 3513 in the northeast quadrant. The region also produced frequent C-class flares. Daytime MUFs over a 3,000 km path mostly remained over 28 megs, whilst nighttime MUFs over a similar path length remained around 10 megahertz. As we head towards midwinter, we may expect these nighttime MUFs to drop, with the result that the 80 metre band closes down for short skip early in the evening because of the Inter K uh, 80 metre club championship contest. However, on the 80 metre band, the 80 metre band may still be open over long distances, and we're now entering the best time of year for low band DXing. Keep an eye on the top end of the 80 metre band around sunrise for transatlantic signals. Next week, NOAA predicts that the solar flex index may recover a little and be in the range of 130 to 150. Geomagnetic conditions will depend upon coronal mass ejections, but are predicted to be good with a peak of KP4 on the 12th of November. There's a slight coronal hole, uh, a slender coronal hole on the sun that could cause the KP index to rise this weekend, ending the 10th due to its associated star, uh, its associated solar wind stream. However, it shouldn't be too bad, and any poor HF conditions are likely to be short-lived. Finally, NOAA has updated its progression forecast for solar cycle 25 and now predicts this cycle will peak somewhere between January and February 2024 with a solar flux index of around 167 to 201. Now, VHF and up-propagation, the present spell of unsettled weather at the end of the first week of December, will run into the first half of next year. This brings a limited chance of rain scatter on the gigahertz band, but there's a strong signal uh, but there's a strong signal in the models for a major change of weather patterns in the middle of next week. This will be the arrival of high pressure around Wednesday the 13th that will probably last into the following weekend, although there is some model variation in how quickly it will move away. The main result is that although it begins as a cold air high pressure with frosts, it will probably develop surface temperature inversions which will be useful for tropo. Towards the end of next week, as the centre of the high drifts east, it will allow more moist air at the surface and produce stronger ducting potential, as well as develop an upper-level inversion for longer DX paths into the continent. The evening of the 14th of December sees the peak of the biggest and most reliable meteor shower of the year, the Geminids, has the potential for a zenithal hourly rate of 150, the higher uh, 50, meter ba- 50 megahertz band and 144 megs activity usually provides the best chances and a reasonably quiet QTH with 100 watts on a beam will bring you plenty of Digimode QSOs. QSOs are made 
are even made by EME-class stations on the 70-centimetre band, and strong long reflections on the lower bands can allow SSB QSOs if you're persistent enough. That said, MSK144 and FSK144 FSK digimodes will be the most reliable. Aurora remains a possibility, but the isolated out-of-season sporadic blips on the PropQuest NVIS plots last month have quietened down for now. For EME operators, moon declination is negative, falling further and reaching minimum on Thursday the 14th. Path losses are falling towards a minimum at Perigee on Saturday the 16th at 144 meg sky noise is moderate until the 12th and 13th when the moon and sun are close in the sky. That's it from the propagation team this week. That's all from me likewise until next week. <laughs>